smile in my face when you see me And when I'm not there, man, I hate it Us man are doing this thing and you still don't wanna show rating Bad up the people you know, you can bad up and think you're a bad man And if we chat shit here, some man like, it, it don't come on YouTube Bang of the week yeah. only goes on the um, audio. True. If you listen to audio, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yes, please. For the people them that listen to the audio, yeah, that's true. You get me. But um, yeah. So yeah, we do. So, what, you don't listen. It don't, it don't have to be like a new one. It could be, be no. It don't have to be new. It could be old. It could be new. Okay, if it's the old one, yeah, yeah don't matter. Okay, but anything, anything that you feeling or that you liked or. You know. It's gonna be an old one because I'm an old school grime girl. So uh, well, that's even better then. We to. like the old school grime. Yeah, you get works. me. That works. <laughs> yeah, everything good there, yeah? Right. I mean, is it recording? Wait, well, the camera's on? No, not the camera, the mics. Yeah, the mics is. Well, we just, we get that cracking in a, in a sex, though. Kind of exciting. Yeah, I am too, you know. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be a good episode. So. Yeah. I like the confidence, guys. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about kind of, yeah, mental health as well, right? Trust me, it's a, it's a it's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. Unfortunately, but it's a big thing. Yeah, it's the thing. I'm just glad there's more awareness on it now. Yeah, no, exactly. I think there is definitely growing awareness. Guess social media, mm. people talking about it more helps. Yeah, true. Particularly people like us talking about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Watch, I'll take the headphones out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, part of your, it's part of your swag, it's part of your look. Yeah, I, I get in trouble with that all the time. My, girl, my girl's like, oh, I take, why you got to wear the headphones? Like, you got to get the pods now. Well, it, it shows a, a thing yeah, of wealth. Yeah, that would be good, though. Yeah, no, but, the pods, though. Like, but I don't care about the wealth. People Not the wealth, at, just that it looks good, though, with the white yeah, thing does. and it goes there, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what, that's you what I'm saying. Got a, you, know, you can move your head freely. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying, that's what she's saying. But, yo, I'm trying yeah, to bring back that. That man with the pods, rather than that man with the earphones, you say? Yes, it, well, yeah, it could be that as well. <laughs> no, no, but I feel like though? everyone's got the pods. You know when you see people in cars and they've got the earphones? I don't understand that either. People wear earphones on... In cars, yeah. yeah Especially... Cause, no, cause they ain't got Bluetooth then, maybe. Yeah, a lot of people might have Bluetooth. Cars are, they have Bluetooth. They have Bluetooth, then, yeah. then what's the pod thing for I, then? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, my, my thing is connected to the Bluetooth all the time. Is it? Isn't it just automatic? Mine just connects automatically. Yeah, yeah. it does connect automatically until your girl's in the car, you got a decent connection. <laughs> <laughs> Phone can't be right. <laughs> phone can't just be ringing randomly like that. Yeah, that. As soon as he jumps in, just Bluetooth off. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Trust me, but yeah, man. Obviously, them man there's in the building. Hashtag DMD podcast. Myself smokes. Esteban. Yeah, and basically, Ike's ain't here. He's on annual leave. It's his birthday. So ha- is his birthday today, isn't it? Yeah, Ike's on on holiday, man. He's on holiday. He's, He's in going the to, um Dominican Republic. So, Chilling. happy birthday, Ikes. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Fly out. Roams, he's still on annual leave. I don't know what Roams is doing, man. I think he's, got, he's trying to pull a sickie still. Yeah, he's pulled a sickie, basically. He, gave, he sent his doctor's note about how ago. Oh, is like, <laughs> <laughs> You get me? So, Roams ain't here this week. But we have a special guest here with us today. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like it's going to be a very special episode in light of Mental Health Week. It was Mental Health Awareness Day, but it, we yeah. can say a week. Yeah. A week though. Yeah. yeah, cool. So we got Esther in the building. Hello. Where you, let them know where are you from? 
and what what are you here for today obviously mental health but you know yeah, what's your company Esther. about okay so uh, my service that i provide is frontline therapists it's a counseling service so it basically provides psychological therapy for people in the community at an affordable price because therapy can be quite expensive if you wanted it. Yes. Um, there is free therapy on the NHS. However, there's a long waiting list. So really and truly, the demand is higher than the supply. So you could be waiting approximately six months to even a year, depending on your area, for free NHS therapy. And even then, you may have some therapy and just feel like you want some more yeah. because mm. it's short term. Yeah. So I'm a qualified um, counsellor. So if you were to see me outside privately, you may be spending anything between 50 and 80 pounds per, mm. per session. Yeah, so yeah, weekly yeah. sessions, that's a lot of money a month. So I've provided a service where it would be affordable. Mm -hmm. Um, within North and East London, hopefully it will expand to you know South London and West London. But um, it just anyone that really, particularly those from the Black and Asian community, but for anyone that can't afford um, therapy, can you know come and have therapy um, at the different clinics that I that I run. Oh, nice! Right. How did you get into it? That's a good question. Um, partly out of frustration. So I'm also a qualified social worker, so I work in mental health. Okay. So I work okay. in like um, a particular area um, in North London and I have a, like a caseload of individuals with all types of mental health issues. Um, it kind of happened where I was assessing a woman and I just wanted to help her, but I didn't have, I didn't have space to see her. Um, she reminded me a bit like my mum. She was at my mum's age, from the same kind of ethnic background, and she was begging just to see me, see somebody. She wanted yeah, to see yeah, yeah, someone yeah. like myself. So I, I referred her to somewhere else, another locust counselling service, and they referred her right back. And I, I was just like, and I knew why. I had a feeling it was probably because she's got mental health issues. Oh, yeah, okay. um, because there was no other reason she was just about able to afford five pounds per session so i didn't understand why you know she couldn't be seen so you know when you're looking around like oh why isn't there a service like this yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think god was just like why don't you create a service and i was thinking can i you know you start thinking like who's me to create something like this so i think that was april 2018 oh, wow. i set about oh, this oh, journey and yeah i kind of launched um the website um a couple of weeks ago now okay. um i've matched a lot of um people with therapists so i've got two services i've got one where i match black and asian individuals with qualified therapists and psychologists and counselors and i've got another one which is um a low-cost counseling service so they're trainee therapists or mm. counselors in uh. different stages of their training um at an affordable price that's so amazing. there's two services that, I that, that is amazing i'm not gonna lie um I suppose the first thing that I probably would want to ask is like, what are the first signs of, of mental health? How would you know within yourself? Like, as in, let's say me, for example, how would I know? What would be the signs to mm. look out for? That's a good question. So I think it's important to know yourself. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of us just don't, we don't know ourselves. We don't spend a lot of time at work. We, you know, we do things and we're not learning our, learning our bodies. So knowing your, your sleep schedule, yeah. knowing like your temperament, just knowing like key things because a lot of people, when you start going through your own mental health, I've like, gone through my own mental health issues. And yeah. all, the first thing for me, we all have mental health. Mental yeah, health yeah, is yeah. just like physical health. Yep. It's about when you start to see like, when it crossed the line to something could be a bit wrong. It could be you're not sleeping enough. Okay, yeah or your appetite changes yeah wow. or you're you're kind of irritable and agitated yeah. more than normal right right yeah or maybe you get triggered like we've all gone we've all come from similar yeah. backgrounds you know but when we may have family history or if you come from a certain background 
Um, it could be like we were just talking about before. You're going in a certain area. And you're looking. You're looking over your shoulder, but you're actually in an area that you shouldn't be looking over your shoulder yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different if you're in an area you know you should yeah, do that, yeah. and you come, you go Kensington, and you're thinking, why am I looking yeah, over my shoulder? Yeah, like, yeah it's true. <laughs> and that's, that's the... and you see a lot of man like that. You know, they're they're paranoid in mm. certain areas. Okay, fair enough. But then they go to Oxford and they're paranoid. Right, that, that, <laughs> that I think that was going to be my next one because they say like majority of of men under 40 in, in the UK mm-hmm. suffer from mental health and, and like suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Um, why, is, why is it majority men that go through that? Is it because we, we're growing up in certain areas and we have that kind of pressure and mm-hmm. then the, P, the PTSD that we have mm. that we take to other areas when we really shouldn't be? I, I've never really understood why men have all that, that pressure. Only because I, I feel like at the moment I'm, I've obviously I've not gone that far to have mental health or suffered from that. I, I pretty much know myself. I have a lot of confidence, so mm. I just go. I don't focus on anything else around me or other people's stuff. I just focus on my own stuff. So it's a bit hard for me to understand why is there so uh, our rate of mental health and suicide is high for men, especially under forty in this country. Well, yeah, as you say that, just to just to add a little bit, it's I think it's between forty five and forty nine. Mm. Got uh, men have the highest rate of suicide. Okay, and then. Um, if we're talking about within black people, um, black people generally are going to be more likely to be diagnosed with severe mental health disorders than our white counterparts, and that's so that includes schizophrenia, mm. um, bipolar. Um, so rather than being having depression and anxiety, we're likely to get those like severe yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. Um, I think if we're talking about people from like, well, we're millennials, right? So you've yeah. got the younger generation, you've got the older generation, yeah. and I think you know I've, there's different schools of thought mental illness has always been there mm-hmm. i think it's just becoming more recognized and talked about yeah. Yeah. you always had that uncle it was a bit funny yeah yeah <laughs> for sure yeah, that's you always had that one uncle <laughs> that was just a little bit funny you know yeah, yeah, that's um but i think when you talk about a lot of your peers the reality is is that some of the things that um they've gone through is not normal it mm-hmm. actually isn't normal to see a friend get stabbed it's not but we've, we've become so acclimatized to it yeah yeah you know and i think someone said that a lot of the things in our culture if you're talking about black culture which is african caribbean you know, just different american culture all mixed into one some of it that we kind of glamorize is quite traumatic yeah. yes that's someone true. getting beat up getting rushed at school yeah. Yeah, it was funny but actually it's quite traumatic yeah it's not normal it's, it that's not normal the first the first getting beaten up was it's your birthday why is mine getting beat up on their birthdays like why you, what birthday beats was our madness bro. <laughs> it don't make sense it's your birthday so you know what let's rush you but you know what some of them were it was like uh, just a like a little dig here and there in it but no, some no, were some, proper yeah some man would, would like it's your birthday yep yeah, so like when it got to teenage age when they coming at my house on my birthday <laughs> like really? why is my, yeah no it was like that like the man was like yep yeah, man's birthday like well, two, wait two for days you to come by you know two days but man will still catch you two days later like they don't care like whenever you, yeah. you just get birthday bumps is that it's what not, you yeah, yeah. Just little birthday bumps. Things, but, no, i think where we grew up is, it was uh very um it was a bit marked yeah <laughs> <laughs> the man them in the end did yeah, quite care. aggressive right? so like when you've got that that's a start like it's your birthday you shouldn't feel like you can't come at your house you should be able to celebrate exactly and i think it goes back to, um, to the if you just think about you know if those that have come from you know i'm, I'm nigerian so those that come from the african diaspora those that come from the caribbean diaspora yeah and they come here hard you know it's not it's not easy 100%, and then yeah. our parents had to just work they didn't have time to process mm, their feelings mm. if they're getting cussed out at work or they literally just you know they're getting spit out doing whatever you know cleaning looking after people like very menial jobs that are important to do mm, but they're menial mm. jobs just to give us a better life here 
they're not processing their emotions and yeah. then you're getting you know you're getting you're, you're getting licks or, or what have you you're going to school you're trying to understand yourself as a black person in the in uk, the UK yeah. um you're trying to get your sense of self and then you're seeing things on the street or, or you're seeing things at home some people unfortunately have difficult households yeah, yeah you know yeah. if you didn't have a father that's that's traumatic um, but you may not have processed that. Like I didn't clock, I didn't have a father until I went into secondary school wow. and everyone's getting like, um, they're doing writing, what's it called, Father Day. Okay, and yeah, I didn't yeah, see it yeah. was an issue. I used to just do Mother's Day and Father's Day until they're like, you ain't got a dad. And I was like, oh, so this is actually an issue. Jeez. Like, you know, and then you later on realize that, like, right, not having a dad actually does impact you. Yeah. Um, and I know for men as well, mm. a lot of men actually are impacted by not having a father. They mm. won't admit it, but when they get older, they realize like, or when they have a son, the mm. impact it has not having a father yeah. so you see when you're growing up um you know i was never like a really really bad child but you dibbled and dabbled and stuff and some of the things that we did were just not normal things to do yeah. and you know getting bullied sexual abuse trauma all of these yeah. things that you don't really like to talk about yeah. in a black community and yeah. um, when you get older it's gonna have an effect yeah. and um there's this thing called neuroplasticity and they, they say that trauma can change the brain structure wow. so when children are getting abused and are not receiving love and attention, which is, that's what's normal. It's yeah, normal for yeah. a child to receive love. So if a child is not receiving love or interprets the parental um, being looked after by the parents as not loving, mm. it can affect them. Mm. So if, a, if your parents are always working to, to provide for you, but you can interpret that as love. So you may go, you may understand, okay, my mama is working. Uh, that child may go, my mama's disappeared and doesn't love me. Yeah. Mm. That's so true, however yeah. you interpret the way you're being brought up and then you grow up in in a in a world that ain't it ain't easy you're seeing friends get stabbed or you're getting kicked out of school and and school was just for me boring as well so that didn't help yeah you want to be in school but then it's so boring that you're, you're yeah. messing up you're playing about you get kicked out all of these different things that happen um then um, you know i'm gonna say it you know skunk you know, everyone's got their different opinions and that but look if you go it's into not, a lot of the not. wards nowadays majority of the black guys there are mm. uh, they're drug-induced psychosis okay, okay. Wow. Drug, and the majority of them is skunk or they're taking spice or they're taking whatever type of substance yes. is, you know and i think you know that's definitely a touchy subject so i'm not trying to um go into that but i think it does need to no, be we talked can, about we can, more we, we can, we can, we can go, go into that no, listen this is dmd you know we get into <laughs> things Monday, yeah. yeah we need to talk about <laughs> no because we need to talk about these things within our community because if we don't talk about things then things just stay under the carpet. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know exactly. what it is? I think like there are a lot of people just touching on why it's important to talk about these things. There are a lot of people out there who just kind of do things because other people do it. Yeah. Yes. And don't really understand, you know, the, I guess in some cases, the benefits or the disadvantages mm. of doing what things. What things do you think that is? Like what things do you think? Um, I think a lot of that is, um, for example, gang culture. Mm. I think that's a massive one. Drugs. Drugs, smoking. Yeah. I think that's a massive one. You know, like some, some, I don't smoke, mm. but some I have all, most of my friends smoke, and a lot of them started just because their friends were smoking. Mm. Basically, it yeah. wasn't like there was no particular need, or it was just the influence in the environment. Yeah, and then they, they just start to smoke. And then it becomes and, a daily habit, and, and then it becomes a thing. Yeah. But then the thing is, you might start off smoking, I don't know, cannabis, which is might be natural, normal, mm. but then certain part along the journey, it gets manufactured it, differently, it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. All of a sudden, you don't even know what's in there anymore. And then you get hooked to something else. And then you get hooked to something yeah, else. I'm not gonna. I've got. I've got a cousin that went through that. Like he was on the the weed skunk, shot in harder food to people. He was on the roads, but then he started taking his own stuff. Mm. Well, he went to jail a couple of times, 
when you come out of jail, you, obviously it's difficult. Like, and I'm a, I tried to help him, as in, yo, ah, you gone jail, but big man, like, I'm, I was on the bus. I think I was at William Hill. I was at Sky and the buses. I tried to get him on every single one of them. Mm. I was like, don't worry about your record. Like, we can work this, right? Man, mm. I can chat to my manager. Boom, like, even with Sky, my manager was so cool mm. that I had a couple friends that, like. All he said is, all they got to do is turn up and you can pack. Like, I made such close friends with my manager that me and him used to play poker together mm -hmm. online. You get what I'm saying? So it was a thing where, like, yeah, just bring your people and the thing. And I had two friends. Him, he was why he didn't turn up to one of them. And my other brethren didn't turn up because someone didn't come with him and just waited <laughs> at the train station. And I'm like, big man, the job was yours, fam. What are you waiting for a next man for, fam? Do you get what I'm saying? What do you think was behind that? Because that's the outcome. The outcome was that he didn't turn up for the job. But what would you think was behind him not coming to the... I feel like with, with my cousin's situation, I feel like he was more... He felt... Number one, he obviously, he's come out of prison. So mm. he doesn't... He's not processed mm. and not come back into society properly mm. to know, okay, there's a new way and there's a new avenue because you're, you're, he's still conditioned in mm. that life. Mm. And then the second part was, I just think he believed he wasn't gay. Simple as that. You know what? To add to that as well, I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of fear in there as well. Yeah, the fear. I think, like when you've grown up in a certain environment, even a job like Sky to you might feel like ah, that's too big for me. Too big, mm. yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, raw. What do you mean, Sky? Do you get what I'm saying? You know, yeah. when I was younger, yeah, like the the job I wanted to do the most was working next. Imagine that. No, it's true. Retail was like the thing back in that the day. That was the like, extent yeah, yeah, yeah. of my ambition, you know. Like, I wanted to work in next, just to have a next badge. A um, next badge. Hey, listen, no, like, <laughs> I was on the train, yeah, <laughs> with a next badge just shining. Because you feel like, because well, you wear the, the, the shirt and that, because well, I worked in yeah. next. So it just felt like, yo, I'm you working arrived, a didn't real. It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've arrived. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> but then when I'm on the train to go to work, <laughs> this I've is arrived. It. This is it. And when I, I look back at it, I would never go back into retail. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I can't do retail. Even if, like, I lost my job, God forbid. I don't think retail wouldn't be mm. that experience of that was a lot but mm. just going back now just mm. on like I just want to go back to a point where you said earlier like even like for our, for our parents I think yeah the the cultural shock of coming over here was a lot for them because I feel like you see when you're back home and let's say you don't have money back home you can still eat like mm. we have trees we could have mango trees or you can grow things you get a little chicken in the back garden, cut that up, whatever. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a way to survive and all of that. So when mm. you come here, you have to work to mm. make money to eat. Mm. You can't just start growing your own stuff. Even if you like, my grandma had like little tomatoes and that in the back garden, but it's not really enough to, to feed a whole family and that. But And if you do have now a bigger, like big tree or whatever, they want to tax you in your yard, tell you you can't even have <laughs> a big um, tomato tree in your yard. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't plant these things. Yeah. They want to start controlling what you're doing in your house and stuff yeah. like that. And obviously yeah. the climate we live in, we can't really grow the mm -hmm. stuff that we really need. Mm. So I feel like them coming over, it's, it's very difficult to work, feed, put money on the t and, and um, food on the table mm. and then still look after the children and make sure that they're all right. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And then, I've, so I feel like that may, plays a big part in Definitely. it as well. Definitely, lack of community. Yeah. You know, like obviously back home, there'll be more people. So there'll be more people looking after you. So if your if your mum's at work or dad's at work or whoever, you've got your aunt, you've got your uncle, you're with your cousins. But you know, some people were fortunate to, to have that if all of their family came at different yeah. times. But yeah. I came, just my mum and my dad, and my mum was a single mother. So yeah. my mum didn't have any other children. So technically I was by myself. Mm. So in terms of, terms of that, we were fortunate to have like free, you know, after school care, different places. But nowadays it ain't like that at all. Mm. But I think um, the infrastructure doesn't necessarily help. So if you think about when particularly the Windrush era came in the 60s, yeah. you know, 
and then you're having um, people from the Caribbean having to assimilate into the new culture. Yeah. Um, the British society wasn't ready for that, no. you know. And then you have um, the Africans coming in the seventies, eighties, nineties. You know, the Asians were here also in the sixties. Mm. It's it's it, the way we the way we perceive things will be very different. So yeah. naturally, um, African and Caribbean people, the way we perceive health is different. Yeah. It's a very yeah. strong yeah. culture. Yeah. You know, society anyways, men should be strong. Women yeah. kind of get a blight to a degree, but there's still a sense in the African and Caribbean culture, we're all strong. Yeah, yeah. That you don't show re- mm. you know, weaknesses. Mm. Why are you crying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got to cry about? And then your parents would be like, yo, do you want me to give you something to cry exactly. for? When man is crying. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. That's mad, you know. Exactly. But I, I kind of get how they was. And I don't want to diss the older generation of parenting. Of course. Because I get it was a lot of pressure. And mm. I feel like our generation now, we we can change things, innit? and we, we, we're, we're allowed to kind of change things. We're still obviously going through a lot, but we can manoeuvre in this society a lot mm. better than mm. how our parents did. Definitely. And we can get different jobs and put ourselves exactly. in different places and exactly. create stuff for us. Like how you've created a, a, your own avenue. Mm-hmm. It might They might have not been able to do, to say like, where can I go and get men? Let me just create that. They, they might have got shut down. Like, well, you're not creating nothing. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think infrastructure is really, really important because I think it's important to really make mention for your audience that mental health is not something that's even understood now. Yeah, yeah People it's are not. still trying to understand yeah, it. Of course. You know, there's different schools of thought. You know, right now we have the sense of, you know, mental health is, has got a medical origin. It's, it could be psychological. It could be environmental. All of these contribute to what people can have mental health issues. Mm. But there are some um, top psychiatrists that are what they call the radical psychiatry that like no um forget the medical model mm. it's about a narrative um experience it's really about um everyone is different it's kind of like you know if you've gone through such um difficult childhood so what they say is mental illness is a normal response to trauma so if you have a person who was sexually abused by their loved one the father mm. it's going to be quite understandable when they get older, if they cut themselves in certain areas. Mm, okay, you know, yeah. That's not necessarily normal as what that person should be doing at that age, yeah. but it's normal because of what they've because gone through, gone, yeah, the trauma. Course. So then they, to think of themselves sexually when the person that should have loved them and cared for them, loved them in a different way. So I think there's different narratives of mental illness. And what I say, what I really push with a lot of my clients is it isn't always a diagnosis that's important because you know you can get schizophrenia, you can get bipolar. Okay, cool, I know that. I know the different medication I can take, but it's about what does it mean to you? Yeah. because your schizophrenia will be very different to someone else's schizophrenia and, like and what does that mean to you how does that yeah. impact you so like you said how do I know when I'm not feeling that good today yeah. like you know yeah. where your body yeah. like you're yeah. getting cold yeah. you start yeah. feeling that pain if you're not sleeping right or if you're getting more irritated or mm. more irritable or if you're overthinking things these are the things that are really important for us to know when um, whether or not you know, okay, am I, you know, what they say is a spectrum. So mental mm. illness is here, mental health is there. You know, we're all in a different spectrum, oh, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so where you are in that spectrum, because one day you can wake up and feel terrible. Mm, you just feel absolutely yeah. terrible. You just don't know why. And you have to kind of talk yourself out of feeling it in that rut. But imagine if you don't do that and you just stay there. A week later, you're still in the same rut. Mm. The next minute, you're feeling quite depressed. Mm. That is true. You know and what I, I struggle with, right? Oh, God. Balance. Hmm. And what I mean by balance is, and this is both like uh, on a personal, but on a, also on a family level, right? You touched on it, um, something similar earlier on when you mentioned um, kids crying. Now, I know that mm. obviously crying is a form of expression. Mm. And it is a good thing because you're expressing yeah. how you feel, right? Yeah. And if you encourage kids to kind of bottle that up, mm-hmm. that potentially could be quite dangerous, mm. right? Because 
you know, all kind of things start going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess from a parent perspective, you don't want them to be soft, right? Mm. So where is the balance? What do you mean by soft? What does soft mean? Soft as in knowing that perhaps they are, they are stronger than they think, right? Okay. And um, kind of not allowing circumstance or environment or even people to kind of push their buttons. Okay, so not to be walked out all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, where do you find that balance? You know, wh- when is it okay for them to cry? Mm. When is it not okay for them to cry? Mm. I think it's an interesting question. I think parents need to, like, they have to, I don't think there's a there's a straightforward answer, you know? No. You know what I'm saying? I haven't got a kid, <coughs> but bet, if you have a child, I've, yeah, I've got you've a got child. children. So I don't know how you would do it. Yeah. And I just was on a podcast just before this, the motherhood podcast, so shout yeah. them out. So we had this whole conversation about parenting and stuff like that. And I think there's no right or wrong way to parent. Everyone parents different. Mm. So it just depends on how you do. What I do with my daughter, I have I have loads of conversations with my daughter. Um, but one thing that I know is I allow her to express. So mm. like if she, she might say something cheeky to me, but it might be right. Mm. in what she said mm. so i gotta be i can't now shut you down because what you actually said was correct mm. but i just gotta like i'm like okay cool what you said was right but you could have said it like this yes, or yes. something like that do you get yes. what i'm saying but you still just gotta allow them to express because if you allow them to express when they get into the wider world later on then they can express they can always express yeah. how they feel and they will say what's on their mind exactly. yeah just always i always let her speak her mind i never shut her thoughts down or what she wants to do like cool you want to do that she said to me she wants to do gymnastics all right well you know put on the tv gymnastic blah 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 then i'll put you in a class mm. is this what you really want to do mm. do that um the, even the other day she was on youtube but like you watch youtube like a lot of kids are saying that, that you know they what they allow their kids to watch youtube and it's a problem. But mm. well, what I try and do is, cool, I know this YouTube thing's here. So my daughter can watch YouTube, but you have to now involve yourself in what they're doing. So she was watching this drawing. So she's got paper on there and she's copying what they're doing, the drawing. So you have to draw when they're drawing. Or if you like this toy, then I'll buy you the toy and you can play with the toy directly mm. instead of just watching these lot play with the toy. Mm. So just little things, just to help them express, because I feel like that, that was a big part of even me, my mom used to get on me all the time, and you know how my mom was, fam. Hella strict, fam. I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't do nothing. I, like I was very, I had to bottle things up. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is another reason why I do a podcast now, because it's like you know, I, I speak on what I feel, yes. and no one can't tell me nothing because I'm an adult. And like, not even my mom can tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. I still have that respect for her, but like I'm grown now, innit? Like now, let me express. Let me be who I am. Let me yeah. find myself and stuff like that. And when you're a child, it affects you a lot. In your adult, like the first eight years, effect shapes basically the rest yeah, of your life. Yeah, do you get totally, what I'm saying? Totally. So I don't want to put that burden on my children, and then when they're older, they struggle to speak or mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying. That's, that's mm-hmm. also a very good point, you know. I think so. I'm Ghanaian, right? Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, growing up in an African household, it's a similar thing. It is yeah. quite strict. Like you don't just have the freedom to express mm-hmm. yourself. Like, mm-hmm. You're yeah. bills. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's that. Are you paying bills? You, know, in ones, it? Right? you can't. You can't just be talking what you feel like. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> So, <laughs> <coughs> and obviously that's what you grow up with isn't it so mm. if you're if you're growing up around that and obviously you get a family that's the kind of i guess behaviors you're going to try and implement right mm. yes subconsciously it may not yeah. be yeah like um what do you call it a, a, um, a conscious thing so how how like sometimes you see yourself doing it but you don't know anything else that yeah that's another thing do you know what i mean like it's really hard like for example what you're saying about obviously I'm allowing your daughter to express herself. I completely agree. Mm. The funny thing is I was in a barber shop the other day and the barber was saying to me how um, his daughter's getting really cheeky yeah. with him. And he was like, What well, is your daughter cheeky? And I'm like, 
no, no, she's actually, you know, she's a good kid. And then I was like, yeah, but then, you know, the missus shuts that down quick. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, then again, because then he said, yeah, but sometimes it's good for their development, isn't it? And then yeah. I thought about it and I was like, you know what, you're actually right, you know. Because if you're constantly shutting them down, like you said, mm. then well, how are they expressing themselves? And mm. another thing on that point is they won't always come and talk to you about things. So mm. if they're going through something mm. and you've always shut them down, they're going to feel like they can't come and talk to you. Mm. I don't ever want my kids to feel like mm. you can't come and talk to me mm. when it's something important. Mm. Because if I've shut you down all those years and now you're just going to think, oh, my dad's going to shut me down. And I'm like, what's the point of telling him? Are you one of those dads that want to be their friend? No, I'm not. I'm not their friend, but I'll talk to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like I don't, we're not, we ain't got that friendship. Related. Like sometimes, obviously, we play computers together and stuff mm. like that. There's moments, where yeah. he wants, he wants to like, he wants to play computer. Or he wants to show me what yeah. he's done. We have that in it. Like my daughter will probably have the same relationship. We're cool, yeah. But they have to understand. Like, listen, don't like my son's 12 now, mm. so he's getting to that place where he's trying to back chat. Then I've got to be on. Like, well, who you talk? Or if he says something to his mum, mm. I have to shut him down. Like, bro. Mm. What, don't ever talk to your mom like that. And they might be having their own thing, but I might have just even been in the front room and heard that. Bro, come here. Would you like say sorry to your mom or don't talk yeah. to your mom like that? Like there's certain things you can't step them overstep the mark. Of course. But if you're if you want to talk to me about something and you're right about something, mm. if I if I've said something to you and you don't agree with what I've said, because my daughter likes to do that, he probably won't say nothing. But my daughter will be like, no, but you said re re re, and she's five. She'll be like, you said. I'm like, you know, you you're right, you know. Still, like after I'm like, you know, sometimes she said she shut down me and her mom. And we have to look at each other like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it is like, what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. You get what can we do? We can't shout at her because she's actually right, you know. Mm. Like, we actually said that to her and we didn't even come through. I do I, think get... I do try to be their friend though, a little bit, if I'm being honest. Just and, a touch. And what I mean by that is, you know, even within your friendship groups, right? Mm. You know that you have certain types of friends. The point I'm trying to make is, even though you're friends with somebody, there can still be respect in it. Of course. Mm. And that's what I try to teach my kids. Like, respect. we can be cool. But I don't take the piss. Yes, mm. basically. You know what I mean? Like mm. you have um, friends within your group that you know that certain, like some of your friends, they're not on certain things, you know? Yeah. So you wouldn't even take that to them because mm. you yeah. know how they stay. Mm. And you have other friends that you know that they're on this thing. So that's what you do with them. You know mm. what I mean? So 100, yeah. Even within your own friendship groups, there are, there is respect. In, and and, and that's what it is. On you know, certain levels. It's a, it's a respect thing. Yeah. That's I think that's the core of, of what happens. Like you can express and do these things but as long as there's respect there mm. and you understand the, the the barrier between everybody you can get through life quite pretty well you can say how you feel mm. in a respectful way yeah and not make someone feel a certain way about it yeah and mm. get get what you're saying off yeah. basically that's so oh, no no go on, no 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 just want to say just to touch on what you're saying because you're so interesting about soft i think there's what we call vulnerability mm -hmm. and it's about you know what's the balance between you know what is vulnerability and vulnerability is about kind of the fear of exposing yourself Mm. Um, but you can't get in life without being vulnerable. You mm. can't find yeah. love without being vulnerable. It's a yeah. level of exposure that you have to give to another person. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it goes wrong and sometimes it goes right. And when it goes right, it goes really, really well. And when it mm. goes wrong, it can go really, really bad. But I think, um, I can just say for myself growing up, if I think about my own childhood, you know, naturally, um, it, it's like your, your your mother and your family can be amazing, but then you go out into a world mm. <laughs> that doesn't treat you yeah, the same yeah, way, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you know, we we could we were quite cruel when we were younger, and yeah. I was on the other end of the cruel side. I said I was the one getting the, and picked on and bit bullied until I was like, no, no more. 
but those those things those words um do do impact you so i know when i went to my mother and said oh they said this about me i'm like what tell them this this that but it ain't that easy when you've got three of them telling you this yeah, yeah, yeah. until you get to a point where you stand up for yourself but i think that it shapes you so i feel like with um with myself when if i had imagine if i had children i would just be trying to find that balance of you know vulnerability but strength because mm. our children will be strong because mm. you've, you've birthed them into this world you've given them all of the things that you you need to give them to be to equip them to become adults but there's nothing wrong with being upset but also try have a reason mm. then, but there are times you don't have a reason but try to articulate why you're upset yeah. i think that's what's important when you become an adult you start to realize that some people are sad but they don't know why they're sad yeah. but it's because of things that happened to yeah. them in the past yeah. but they can't get to that point they can't contact that yeah. part of them that went through that trauma yeah. and yeah. i think that's what it is like you said someone said fear a lot of men are fearful mm. but a lot of men are not going to admit that nah. so but your cousin may not have admitted yeah. that he was basically fearful to jump on the train himself yeah. and come meet yeah. you yeah, yeah cool because our oh, man's just didn't come it's like no but why would you bring <laughs> yeah, yourself exactly. but then but this is where you come into play now and and therapists and and a lot of people that may not know about therapy counseling and stuff like yeah. that yeah I've I've done therapy of recent. Actually, I'm going to another session tomorrow. Oh, brilliant! Like the first session that I went to, it was like mind blowing for anyone that don't know. The question, like the first question, was like, you know, um, why are you here? Why did you? Come? Yeah, why did you here? So yeah. they they explained that. The second question, she just went straight in. There was no, like she was like, because we basically went, went to kind of like a relationship therapy. So I went with my girl and that, and then okay. she was just like, is there someone else there? Instantly, I said, "Rah!" Wow, <laughs> this she is went my, straight to the heart. She the went straight to the heart, and then like just going over a, a few weeks, and just like you really get in touch. There's certain questions that they ask, or you ask that touches the certain nerves, and you're like, yeah. and it makes you think, like, "Rah!" Okay, let, then now you have to go back to mm. the root of whatever that is, and you mm -hmm, act, and they mm -hmm. the questions they ask you actually helps you find that route there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you just have to then they just help you like basically dissect it is that the right word dissect yeah. it or whatever mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. and then you just go through it and then sometimes you can feel real emotions coming back like like to the point where man nearly in tears and you're like Rah. wow so this is this because it's like this yeah. and do you get what i'm saying and i feel like before that i never knew anything about therapy i like i would hear i knew about therapy but i was like well, what are they gonna do what are they gonna talk to me about they can't yeah, help yeah, my yeah, problems yeah, 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 until exactly. you go there and then when they hit that question i was like okay i see why you cost this much yeah yeah, yeah. like it was yeah, one yeah, of those yeah, yeah, where yeah, like yeah, okay yeah, you're yeah, worth yeah. every penny right now yeah. i ain't even gonna lie i'm looking to go to a therapist myself man. is it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah not, it's, it's i would good to talk man. i 100 percent would recommend anybody go in therapy now now that i've gone it's just like it is so it's your so space. helpful. Is yeah, that, it's your space that you get to talk about yeah. whatever it is that you're here to talk about without yeah. the judgment and someone going to the crux of the matter. Someone that's not actually within your yeah. within your family yeah. or yeah. Um, things yeah. saying things that you're thinking like, whoa. And I always say this: if you spent 20, 30 years of your life not dealing with an issue, you can spend another 20, 30 years not dealing with the issue. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a fact. That's so a fact. you might as well go to somebody yep. that, and the person. What's really amazing about therapy is that. You're doing a lot of the work. Like you said, you have to yeah. answer the question. You don't have to answer it. If she asks you the question, you be like, this is it. Then fine, that's it. But if you, you've got to sit there and think. Yeah. You've got to sit there and process. You've got to go back and then talk to your girl and say, you know what, da 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 well, And this and me, da 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 mm, mm. You're even sleeping about it. You're waking yeah, up thinking about it. Because the way it's, even just the way they ask the question. You might have, it might be the same question bare people have asked before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's this particular way that they ask the question. Exactly. So when they ask the question, it, 
taps into the brain where you have to think and think, raw. is mm. that why it's like that? And then it really makes you get into yourself and then it's just like, okay, I, I get it. And, you, and obviously they, the therapist doesn't try and build no relationship with you. It's like, yo, these are the questions here. And then when the session is done, session is done. Mm. There's no, yeah, there's no there's no conversation like, okay, so how do you think that worked yeah. out? Yes, yeah, next week. So yeah, well, but, do you get what I'm saying? Which mm. is good. It, don't trying to build that relationship and get emotional with you. Like, mm. you're here to talk to me about it. Mm. I don't really need to know, like, yeah. you personally. You, do, I'm just here to help you mm. understand yourself more. Mm. And it, I, I can't lie, I would recommend it 100%. It's, it's amazing. You know, what you said earlier about... Um, kind of being confident and kind of don't you don't really understand why certain people go through mental health or yeah do you know there's a there's a guy i used to work with right and um he really successful got like a couple of houses like family kids all that what we deem success you know mm. yeah thing. so he's got all of that stuff and then one day literally just snapped mm. literally just one day because everybody day. asked that question like what are the symptoms like how do you mm. know when yeah things are not? and he was like he just didn't see it coming so and when he snapped, how did he snap? Like he just woke up one day and it just felt like really, really, because he told this story, like really, really low. Mm. He just felt really, really low. And like you said, he didn't really deal with it. Mm. And it just became a downward, um, downward spiral. Oh, and then he started, and then it got to the point where he had to speak to HR and then he had to get like, I don't know, I think it was like three months off and he had to go and see a therapist, like all these things. Mm. And in the end, I think it was down to something along the lines of i guess, I guess the, like his parents like yeah. relationship with his parents mm. and things that were going on in his in, in his relationship i didn't realize how bad it was yeah because you know sometimes when not sometimes when you're sleeping your brain's still working yeah yeah mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like yeah. that's why they say you could learn languages in your sleep and that ain't i don't it? know about that one. no if you play if you play like <laughs> languages <laughs> in your headphones you would you can your you brain can believe that I don't know. I don't. But this is just what they say. Like they say, it's a good way for you to learn a language. Go to sleep with headphones in your ear or play something, and your brain actually registers and takes it in more when you're sleeping than when you're awake. I'll try and see if I can learn Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> Google that, fam. I'll see that. But yeah, <laughs> it's one of those ones where you feel like you got everything intact, and, mm. and then all of a sudden something just triggers. It could be like something you see on TV. Like there's times when I'm at, at home watching the film, right, and like a scene might like happen all of a sudden i'm feeling a bit weak like, like wait what's going on yeah yeah well, you feel weird like, maybe something i've experienced that i'm mm. not conscious of you know yeah. what i mean like yeah um pursuit of happiness for example one of my favorite movies of all time yeah that right? film's bad boy big movie every time i watch that movie i cry really and it's point? not i know for a fact it's not the movie mm. like i get the concept of the movie and i can relate to it yeah, yeah. But you know, it almost feels like I understand the struggle. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. You do yeah. understand the struggle. On a different though. level. Yeah. yeah, it resonates. Yeah. Mm. So you see, on um, so I let's say I now cry, like, you, I don't like go. No, you cry when like when you bawl. Oh, the tears. Yeah, just a couple of tears. Just a couple of tears, man. If you watch that movie, you don't get a couple of tears. Acting like he's itching his face and that, you know, like trying to wipe away. To be honest, actually, only had my contact in just irritating but I, yeah when, okay so when you do get they diagnose you with you know mental health mental illness um i want to kind of touch on medication mm -hmm. what are the, the effects of medication do medication really help mm. or does it put you because i hear a lot of people that like let's say for example let me just put this into context a little bit like someone does a crime they go to the stand they claim mental health mm. i hear a lot of people say yo that's what they're going to claim if they go if they go in the stand mm. So now, but then they also say, but I don't want to be pumped up with the drugs that they give because once they get pumped up, that's it, it's done for them. Mm. 
what are what are the the, the effects and, and stuff around medication and, and mental health? So just to say, um, in in the UK, the the three um, professions that diagnose mental disorders is um, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. clinical psychologist, and, and your GP. But okay. generally, for like, um, you say your GP might say you're anxious or you're mm-hmm. depressed, but for like um, more uh, severe disorders, it will be likely to be a psychiatrist over a period of time observing uh, um, through assessment uh, and then give you a diagnosis. And then, so likewise, it will be psychiatrist or GP that generally um prescribes medication so just to say i'm not uh, medically trained yeah. but from my experience working in uh, mental health services um they this it's wrapped under what they call psychotropic medication so medication that alters your brain so mm-hmm. that's like ritalin okay. if you ever heard of antidepressants antipsychotic yeah. medication um they're drugs mm-hmm. so the first thing is they're drugs yeah, yeah. anything you put into your body if it's going, it's going to affect you and um when you when you're given medication, generally speaking, when you go, if this was the, so the perfect world would be, you're, you're, you're feeling something a bit funny, you go to your GP, you might access some therapy that may help you, or then you might say, okay, I need some medication. What unfortunately happens for people like us is they don't go through their GP, they don't mm. go through primary care. They normally get either picked up, like you said, arrested, yeah. um, or they're in prison, as you know, a high um, population of the prison have mental health issues or have learned disabilities, have learned difficulties. So they, um, a lot of our, um, our, our people get picked up on the more severe end where, you, like you said, they snap at mm, that point. Yeah. So medication, unfortunately, is one of the first things they're going to be given. From There's always side effects. So a lot of side effects generally are sleeping. So you mm. may feel really, really tired. Yeah. Um, um, you may have an increased appetite. Mm. Um, you may have what they call shakes. Mm. Uh, you know get shakes and there's what they call old generation new generation antipsychotics particularly so in the 60s 70s 80s the certain drugs that they were given affected people in a different way to had to what they're given now mm. and some of the effects are not nice so for example and um, they say that people that are on antipsychotic medication are 25 years um will die 25 years early yeah. And they're high, they're more at risk at having cardiovascular diseases. Yeah, so I that's that. so that's the reason why, um, particularly like um, if you're in any medication, you're encouraged to do what we call an ECG, a heart trace, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and general healthcare once a year, beca- a general health um, checkup once a year because and blood tests because of what you're taking, you know, the toxicity in it, you know, it can affect you. Um, so when you go on the ward. They, they they are medicated they may, say, they may seem over medicated so sometimes they seem quite zombie like yeah. because mm. you're trying to they're try i guess with the medication trying to inhibit whatever in in the neurotransmitters in the brain yeah. they're trying to reduce the symptoms so if someone's being very very aggressive and they tranquilize that person and then they're giving them a um, high dose of um risperidone or cosepin all these different types of antipsychotic medication the effect is for it to reduce the symptoms so for you to stop um, or reduce the hearing voices or reduce the, um, the paranoia mm. or in the, the different hallucinations. So sometimes you do get a situation where you see people that seem quite zombie, zombie looking, or you see people, they, they increase a lot of weight yeah. or they just seem so tired. Like I've been there with a client and they just cannot stay awake. Jeez. That, you know, I used to, they just cannot stay awake because yeah. they know the effect of the, um, the medication. So sometimes you'd be encouraged to just take it just before you sleep. Okay, so yeah. you know you can sleep uh, in terms of um, people when they go commit a crime the insanity plea um what yeah, we will insanity plea, yeah <laughs> what's that plea? <laughs> it's just it's basically them saying that at the time of the crime they were not mentally capable 
um, in that moment to 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 commit that crime premeditatedly, or when they committed that crime, they were not in that in their right mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's very different to someone saying they had a psychotic breakdown okay, and yeah. they did w- what have you. But yeah, it, you know, people can use that to yeah. try and, and and get out of that. Yeah. You know, I have a client actually that wishes he didn't. Uh, he says that he committed crimes and he claimed that he was mentally unwell, and then is now in the system. And he says he wishes he stayed in prison. Um, is, it, it, is, it, is it that is it a lot worse? That's what that's that's what I'm saying. People is it a lot worse? Um, I think it depends on your experience. Okay. The research indicates that particularly um, black people have. Um, report poorer outcomes mm, yeah. in mental health and that could be just because of distrust of services yeah, and it yeah. could be because like uh, um, as I came in here um, the podcast before said um, thank god I was black because the assumption is majority of people are going to be white mm. they're going to you you're thinking already not going to understand you yeah, they're yeah. going to misunderstand you and it does happen yeah. you know you will have people that will you may have like a, a Nigerian woman who is talking about hearing voices but she's also talking about church yep, yep. and then as soon as they hear that yep. the psychiatrist is getting concerned and worried yeah and it's like no there is a difference between their her her religious expression and her her illness but the psychiatrist is hearing what they may so may, may think religious paranoia and then think oh my gosh this person's getting on well but mm. no they're just expressing their their faith in a different way yeah. so there is um misunderstanding because of culture so people's experience would be difficult and the thing is it's such a hard thing to 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 um accept mm-hmm. so i've had a number of young black men who take a long time to accept they've got an illness but see it's some that just don't accept until maybe they get into their 50s right. <laughs> like because really? they go through in and out of hospital could it be family you yeah. know i was in a meeting years ago with a young man he said that he was a grand rapper he wasn't you know he may <laughs> have been doing he may have been doing things but the family right, yeah. were not helping the situation they're like don't you know that he was a he was a big grand rapper he did this for why i'm just like i they didn't know that i know the music so i'm like i don't think he was doing all of these things and then they were not accepting that he had an illness they're like no tell me where in the brain he's got a mental health issue and those things you know what is really good to challenge the professionals but you're not helping your son yeah. you're not helping him understand that there's actually an issue if he just said you know what there is something going on mm. let me take the medication let me have therapy let me get back into work instead he's going in and out of hospital mm. but his family system the way he's viewing the professionals you're not there for me what are you doing it's not, it's not going to help. And that's what you see a lot of the time. A lot of men will come in and they're resistant because yeah. it's a vulnerable place to yeah, be yeah, saying, yeah. you know what, I yeah. need help from another professional. Yeah. It's not a nice feeling. Yeah, it's admitting not. defeat in a sense. Yeah, basically. That's what you feel like yeah, you are. Yeah. But actually you're saying, I just need help. Yeah. But yeah. you feel like you're admitting admit, defeat. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, on that topic as well, you touched on um, um, the practitioner basically being able to understand the differences between like the cultural. The cultural, religious, yeah. all the different things. We are, a few episodes ago. Episodes ago, we talked about um, like gang, a gang culture, right? Mm. And we said um, maybe it might be useful to have police officers who kind of grew up in the area or know the area or know that demographic, so it's easier for them to have that conversation with them and they have that understanding, that context, yeah. which obviously helps the, the person they're talking to and themselves as well. Mm. Do you think a similar thing is needed in this arena as well, where 100%. the practitioner has to kind of know? that person's context and mm-hmm. their background mm-hmm. potentially maybe even of the same origin i think it is i think it's helpful i think it's important to not sometimes you can become what they say over familiar mm. so you think you know so much like, yeah. oh, i know what he's talking about and yeah. it's like yeah no he, he's still an individual that has different experiences he or she but i think it's important because they're just things that get lost in translation yeah and i think that's what happens when you don't understand someone else's um 
culture. So I was in to add to the what I do as well is that I I do section people. So I put okay. people in hospital. I'm actually the person that makes the decision to put you in hospital or not. Oh, um, yeah, so they're coming I'm to you then. Yeah, be like, yo, listen. I'm off TE. I'm off TE. Don't put man in there. You know what? You gave me give man another next minute. You know what? In in this situation, I I was in a situation like that. Um, but it was actually 2018 August, so bank holiday Monday, so carnival day. I was in um a place of safety, what you call place of safety, and a young um black boy. He was only 18. Um, I think he may have taken something and he was brought on by the police, what we call a section 136, because he must have been acting weirdly in the community. Mm. The police took him to a place of safety. So I assessed him with two doctors um, and myself and the doctor agreed um, something is going on here. But you know what? His family can take him home. He can be locked after his family. You know what? He might even um, come back another day because there is something wrong. But I think right now he can be contained at home mm. with what we call the home treatment team. That's right. a a mental health team that goes into people's homes to kind of monitor them and to kind of reduce the, um, the admissions into hospital. But the other doctor, she was just so anxious, so anxious and she did not want to for him to go home. Wow. And I said to her, does he meet the criteria for the mental health act? I said, I don't think he does. I said, also, he's a young black man. This is the first time that he's coming to the mental health system. Mm. Why are we going to get him into the system right now? Give him a chance, it's the first time. I was trying to give her a more sociological reason of why we should allow him in this time. He's, he's, the risk is reduced with the family. Mm. All his siblings are over 18 bar in one. His mom is going to take a few days off work. So there's going to be a support system for yeah, him. Of course. Mm. She decided against that. Cut long story short, he ended up going to hospital. I don't know his journey, but he's another young black man going to the system that could have may have been avoided. It may not, mm. He may have come back another time. Yeah. But the point is in that moment, yeah. I understood the context. Yeah. Yep, I saw yep. that actually I was thinking about the statistics of how many young black men in, in, in hospital. Now, yep. if he needed it at that time, I would have said definitely. Yeah. But in that time, I thought the risk was reduced. And again, that was one of the things that led me to what I'm doing now, because it was just the fact that you have these moments in time where if somebody just said, wait a minute, wait, mm, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, let's look at this in a different way. Why should another person? It's not that we shouldn't help people if someone needs help. But you have to look at the bigger context. They've got a mental health issue. Okay. Do they have a family structure that can support them? Are they mm. willing to engage with the home treatment mm -hmm. team? If all of those things, why are we going to put them in hospital? Because you're so worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. And that, that was the thing. That's, so that's why I'm saying that. I think in that case, you do need somebody that can see a bigger picture. You know, you need someone from maybe the Asian background that, you know, the, that can understand yeah. that. Because in a situation, it could be actually like, don't let that person go home yeah. because yeah. they're going to go home and they're not going to get support yeah. because yeah. the family are going to um, be too scared of mental health yeah. and cover it. And that person's going to suffer. Yeah. Yes. Right. And someone else will go, but they've got a big family. They should go home. It's like, actually, yeah, they have a big family, but the family don't believe that she's ill. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, they're going to um, go misdiagnosed yeah. if they go back in. So sometimes it's just about someone being willing to understand the person and the cultural mm. context because understanding the culture helps. But to really be uh, to be honest with you, um, it sometimes be, be it black or white. Sometimes it's just about saying I need to understand this person in their context. Because yeah, yeah. me as a Nigerian person, I've met some Nigerians that don't want 
t- me to even be their worker because I'm Nigerian. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't help. Yeah, I, I literally, it she could was be like, like a long distance cousin or something. Just, <laughs> she was just like, like had to think about Nigerians, <laughs> and I didn't even tell her I was Nigerian. But she was like, "You're Nigerian." Kind of knew, she, yeah. yeah, she knows. I haven't still told her, but she's like, "I know you're Nigerian. I don't, I don't want you. I don't want you. Why are you my my worker?" And I'm like, "I'm not going to say nothing." I said to her, "You know, if you if you don't want me, there ain't that many white people in our team." So <laughs> she don't want to bump into you. That's what it is. So you do get that as well. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It may not always help because it's a small community. It's true. Yeah. So people, everyone kind of knows each other after a while. So yeah. you kind of feel like that. But I just think it's important of understanding that person's mm. cultural context. But the reality is, if I'm really honest with people, they need to understand this as well. The job is so demanding that you don't always get the time to know right. people's culture. You yeah. like literally just mm. get thrown into an assessment. Yeah. I haven't been able to read all your history. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just meeting you right there and then. So. And that person in that moment, if they're having a psychotic breakdown, is not going to tell me their history. So, yeah. do you, so is there, on that note then, do you, is there enough workers out there to, to kind of control that situation? Because technically, if people are just going to be thrown at you and you don't have enough time to process them properly and understand their background, then that could be another problem. They, a lot of people could be getting dashed in the system when they don't need to be dashed in the yeah, system. That's the you know what I'm the saying? System. There's not so. enough workers. There's not enough. Mm. There's more work. The demand is so high, mm. you know, and less workers. So let's just say there's like 10 social workers in a team five mm. years ago. Now there's like five. Wow. With the same load increase. Is, is, is it because... Is it because people don't want to do it or is it because they're shutting down that side of it and trying to not create more it's jobs for people? It's budget constraints, isn't it? Mm. It's the fact that mental health, like if you're just talking about mental health, uh, mental health costs the economy in the billions, is 30, it? 40 billions of people of sick to stress, people yeah, yeah, getting sick yeah. leaves. But the amount of money in contrast to cancer or diabetes that is funded in NHS is so small. Mm. I think they just said last week that they're going to put more money into mental health services. But it, it's, 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 it's ridiculous the amount of money that's put in. So if you've got a team, for example, most mental health teams, most social workers or most what they call care coordinators, that, that could be a, a mental health nurse or social worker and OT, have a caseload of 30 plus individuals. Wow. Just trying to just manage your own life. So imagine managing, you're trying to coordinate care for 30 plus individuals that have various needs and they've all got families who are trying to support the family as mm. well. That's a lot for one person to do. And that's, that's what I wanted to ask you as well. How do you help, you, how do you help your mental health when you're helping all everyone else's? That is what I said to my employee the other day. I said, you know, um, because I actually put in my notice to leave work and I said, you know, I, I said, you you gave me an assessment that I've, I said, I emailed, I said, this is too much for me. No one emailed me back. Is it? Um, no, no one responded. No support, no nothing. So, and a lot of my colleagues, you know, we do say, we don't feel supported. It's, it's a lot, you know, you've got your own family situation and then you're managing other people. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's a thankless job. You're not mm. doing it because you, yeah. you, you didn't do it because you want thanks, yeah, but it's yeah, a thankless yeah. job sometimes. So you're working with families or people that are constantly ta- asking for demands mm. that you can't even give them. When am I going to get moved? I'm, I'm not housing. Mm. I have to call housing and ask that for you. When is that person going to get moved? They're in the waiting list. So you're in the waiting list. What? Well, I mean, still in the waiting list. You know, these are the things that you're constantly yeah. getting. Um, and usually it's not even the clients, it's just the system that you're in. It's like, oh, the person's in the ward too long. Why haven't they left the ward? Well, okay, because the house is not ready. Why isn't the house ready? Mm, These are the things mm. that you get constantly. Mm. It does become difficult. And I think they say there's a high portion of people that work in mental health have mental health issues because yeah, it's, it's a lot. Of course. But the reality is, is people don't want to admit 
weakness. Yeah. And but it's not a weakness. They yeah. they feel like if like you that, say yeah. if you if how many people come together and say you know what man I'm having a tough day we all say we're all good yeah. I'm good I'm yeah. good yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. good. There's maybe a few people that you might admit that to, but generally speaking, when people mm. come together, oh yeah, it was a really, really good mm. week, but you could have been crying the day before, but you ain't going to say that. I think very, people are very selective on what they admit. Mm-hmm. So for example, I might say, yeah, work's been really annoying or whatever, mm. but I would never really say how I'm doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just mm. not a natural way to conversate exactly. with your friends, is it? Like, but maybe you just need that one, if someone's got that one person that they can confide in and talk to, that's all you really need sometimes. That person, mm. one or two, and then just get off your chest. Because sometimes I've got people that mm. I could talk to and mm. I'm, I can say anything to them. And then I've, I, it actually makes you feel good after. Like, you just sit down and you're like, go watch TV now, feel relaxed. Cause I've got, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I've yeah, I've offloaded <laughs> what I needed to offload. You get what I'm saying? And, and obviously, maybe I've given the load to somebody else, yeah. <laughs> which is a bit selfish, but you know, like, man's offloaded, innit? And then mm. it's vice versa. Like, some people might hit me up and say, yo, boom. Rare, rare, rare. Mm. And I, I, man's there to listen, so yeah. I know you need to get this off. And then it will make you feel better. Yeah. And then you may, might get a different point of view from somebody else as mm. well when you're telling them that. Like, maybe you can do this. And then it might trigger to yourself, okay, maybe I can do this. And mm. it just helps. When you mm. talk to people, it does help. Because Have you always been like that? Like an open person? Or was it over the years you've learned to I have people, I have people. I feel like because, I feel like where I grew up was very, obviously I've grown up in Wood Green, but it was bad and good at the same time. Now you have the things that were going in Wood Green, but then we had our own block. Mm. So... I've grown up Stephen, Ike, Andre, Adrian, Ramel. Mm. Like, there's the whole block was just guys, mm. all of us. So we grew up together. So we had, we kind of built, instead of friendship, it was like more family. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? So I've had a support unit around me. So I've okay. always had friends that I can talk to. Yeah, regardless, yeah. even like my mom don't allow me to talk. I've got the man them. Mm. So yeah, in that sense, I have, but I know not everybody has yeah. a friendship group like that or yeah. a support network mm. where they can talk to someone all yeah. the time. Do you get what I'm saying? which is, and I'm just thankful for that. When I look back, I'm like, rah, I grew up in the right era and I grew up in the right block because, you know, mm. I could have I could have easily got into the Wood Green gang. Easily. They wanted to recruit me from young. Mm. But I was just like, I got my man them here. If any trouble happens at the block, this this is what we protect. This is the mm. block. And this is, anyone comes around here, we'll deal with it. But we're not like that. We like to kick ball. We do what we do. But if anyone messes with us, then we'll deal with it. Mm. That's it. Mm. But we're not involved mm. in nothing else. So I'm very thankful sometimes of, like I'm thankful sometimes of just being born in London, being born a man, um, being born black. Like I just everything that I, I look at myself, I kind of think, mm, just mm. thankful for things mm-hmm. sometimes. Like even mm. if it's just little things, I just kind of like think, like mm. fucking hell, I'm thankful mm. for just my life and mm. whatever. And sometimes I do go through mad things sometimes, and sometimes I'm I'm good. But yeah, I, I, as I go through it, I can just try and encourage people just talk, find somewhere to talk. Yeah. Like, okay. even if you can't, because as you said at the beginning of the episode, therapy is, is expensive, counseling is expensive. It's, if you haven't got the money to do that, mm. then you need to have someone around you that you can talk to, Honestly, that you yeah. can just mm. open up and just let everything go exactly. without feeling any fear mm. and, and your pride. Just sometimes you have to let the pride go. Pride, on. Do you get what I'm saying? Get you anywhere. The pride won't <laughs> get you nowhere. It just get some. T- it get, take you to the hospital. <laughs> Very no, true. true. And and take people just don't realize. Once you yeah. talk things out, you realize that raw. Hold on, you're going through something as well. Yeah. Oh, exactly. right. Like exactly. And then it's just like, and then everyone clicks, and then you can kind of help each other. Like, okay, this is what mm. I done to do this, or maybe we can do this, or exactly. let's. Go. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? So, like, even at a basic level, for me personally, I could be completely wrong. I think when it comes to therapy, right, at a very basic level. I think it's just the fact that you're 
just getting what's inside you out. Out. Yeah. yeah. It, it's not necessarily you know the advice you're getting or the questions you're being asked. It's just the fact that you're just talking about how you feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if they don't you're really not give doing you advice. that, they, the main question they ask you, like if they ask you something and then you say something, they'll be like, "So how did that make you feel?" Mm. Like that's a very that's a mm. very common mm. one in therapy. How did so that make a, you feel? Favorite question. Yeah. How does that make you feel? And then it, and then <laughs> you have to look. Like yeah, to yeah. <laughs> that there's a common question, and then you have to look at it like, yo. That made man feel like, and not, it's not—it's not even like like such a complex thing. But when you're in that room and you get asked that, you're like, yeah, like how did that make me feel? I was annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just got to get out, and it helps. It's you true. Get what I'm saying yeah, so. Yeah, Actually, man. So going back to uh, medication, right? Mm. Now, um, obviously, mental health is more awareness on it now, mm. which is great, especially in the workplace. Yes, which is a, a big thing. Um, just the other day, actually, we we're in. Um, uh, so I started a new job, right? And um, one of the key kind of tasks during the onboarding um, kind of um, phase, yeah, is to basically have an introduction into mental health and how mm. they approach it, right? Mm, mm. So everybody kind of sits around the table and we all talk about what mental health means to us and stuff, yeah. which I think is really good. Mm. And then we kind of give experiences about, um, I guess, areas where we feel like we may have, you know, Falling off a little bit, mm. or you know, or people we know that may have fallen off a oh, little wow, bit. That's what's interesting. That's yeah. yeah. So onboarding um, process. Wow. Deep, and and the funny thing is, is, yeah, and this is why it's good to talk, right? Because like you only know what you know in it. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a girl who saw uh, who was sat next to me, and she is Chinese, right? And she was talking about her cousin. And the funny thing is that affects her more than it probably affects her cousin because she, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. got love for her cousin. Yeah. So, Whatever he's going through, mm. she's probably she's feeling it feeling way it. more than he's probably feeling it. And she it. could look at it from the outside and be like, yeah. Yeah. So he's having some behavior issues, right? Mm. And he, he's back in China. And um, he, in China, they, they take you for these electric shocks, mm. apparently. But what, if you got if you got a problem? Yeah. They're electric. They're yeah. le- nah, that's mad. That's like, like, How that gonna help? Like, they, they still do that. And I was like, wait, what? She was like, yeah, that's what they do. Like, they'll take you in and you get electric shock shock therapy. Shock therapy? We do have ECT in this country. Electro, electro oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, what, 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 does it, what does this involve? That's, what, that's, does, um, what does it do? It's for, for severe depression normally. It's okay. not something that's given as often as it does. It doesn't happen as often. Um, it has to be agreed with psychiatrists. The person going through it has to be agreed. Um, it's electronic... Um, What's it called? I can't understand this for actually. Got to Google it. It's ECT, but it's it just it. It's like they put something in your head, and you actually get an electrical impulses, and it's meant to kind of help with, I guess, people that have, are really, really depressed. And some people talk about say that it actually helps them. Oh, is it? Um, you know, the client actually recently said they, they actually wanted that. It doesn't happen as often, so it's not something. And when it does happen, it's mm. like closely monitored. You know, because yeah. of like yeah. how invasive it is and it's actually like electric shocks going through, through your yeah. brain of course but okay so the thing well, is I think that one could be a bit different yeah that, that sounds that sounds like a man yeah, that yeah. Like <laughs> that sounds like just shocking your whole your whole frame well. <laughs> but th- so here's the question then now obviously we've all spoken about communication right and how mm. important it is yeah so isn't that like the first point of contact when it comes to things like mental health I, th- I, I personally feel like the reason why a lot of these practitioners are pushing the drugs is because A because it's cheaper Right, to have one-on-one time with people is a lot, ex- very You've expensive. You've got to cost more, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they're pushing these drugs. And I personally, I'm against the drugs. And I, I say I'm against it because I don't feel it's scalable, right? Because you go on these drugs, 
and then all of a sudden you kind of form uh, a relationship with the drugs because you feel that's what makes you feel better. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yes, especially mm. people on antidepressants, right? As soon mm. as they stop taking the drugs, they they get depressed again mm. because in their mind, if I don't take these drugs, and sometimes they've done tests as well where the drugs are is a placebo thing, isn't yeah. it? There's nothing in it. There's nothing in it, but, but they feel like they need it. Yeah, it makes you, know, you believe. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I guess it's a money thing, isn't it? The, like you said, the budgets have been cut, so they can't actually provide the necessary, you know. Um, how do I put it? Like solutions, mm. the ideal solutions, and they kind of push the drugs because it's just the cheaper and easiest option. Do you know what the what they call it? The pharmaceutical companies. There's lots of controversy about that linked with the DSM five. That's the diagnostic diagnostic manual that um, psychiatrists use to diagnose people. And there's lots of controversy between the relationships between those that um, kind of, I guess, agreed the diagnosis mm. um, and the companies. And yeah, uh, there's certain drugs that are not available because they're even too expensive. So yeah. they're drugs that are much more cheaper mm -hmm. that is then pushed out. And I think um, the, the there are lots of people, and I, I would say personally, I agree with you. I do think though, that what the medication does do at times, it just gives people space. Because yeah. sometimes when someone's going through a crisis or going through such a, um, a critical, an acute moment, they just need whatever um, medication they're in just to give them that mental space. Mm -hmm, mm. But I do agree with you that it then does become difficult to not take the medication because yeah. if you feel the medication has reduced the symptoms or made you well, mm -hmm. then you're going to be attached to it. Yeah. Um, and I do think that thing is a lot of people come in and they they don't want therapy mm. because therapy, even though it's still it's more acceptable, it's still a I don't want to talk to somebody. Yeah. Mm. So they'd rather take the medication. Wow. There's some people that want therapy don't unfortunately get it either because they're waiting very long for it or or, or whatever reason. So the more the more. Uh, spending time with somebody is more money yeah. because a b spending time with a human being to pay a human being is going to be more than getting the medication um and and that's just the reality i think if uh i always say if young children you know when we're young we kind of grow up with nurses we know if we cut ourselves we get a plaster mm -hmm. but if there were like people coming in in school talking about how are you feeling just you know yeah. learning how to articulate yourself mm -hmm. i think that would be different you yeah. would grow up much more differently it would it wouldn't be so, something that's so like you have to learn how to articulate yourself it would be so normal because yeah. yeah. if you if you broke your hand you're like yo i just broke my hand it's so simple but if you you know are going through something like you said you're quite selective yeah when you now say you may say oh you know yeah it was a, it was a rough day not actually i'm really upset about mm. what happened etc yeah. yeah. um and you see it on social media yeah. when a man is upset and crying, mm. people are laughing. No, it's true. He, he, people, yeah. people, no, it's true. people are actually laughing, and then you're thinking that so that guy's not going to cry again. Do you know what? I tell you something better. One of my very close friends, right? He's he's a sharer. Like he likes to share a lot, right? <laughs> and when he does it, I'm looking like, bro, like it's a bit much sometimes, man. But that is the right thing to do. But because I'm what, not used what? to, like he he will just tell you how he feels. I thought you meant he's going to share money. Can't say, share money <laughs> yeah, you would be offended. Yeah, yeah. He gets offended before I share money. No, but he would tell you exactly how he feels. That's amazing. What he's going through. And then sometimes if he has to shed a tear, you do that. Is it? And how, I, what, how did he, was he just always been like that? I think he's just one of those guys who... Um, he's in touch with himself. Yeah, mm. like he's really in touch with his emotions. Um, he's, yeah. he's one of those ones that... He's very... Um, what's the word? Optimistic. 
like I guess what maybe when he was growing up, he kind of lived in a little bit a bubble, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, which is good because you kind of it kind of channels your attention mm. the right way. Like mm-hmm. you said, you know, if someone's growing up in a particular area, they're constantly looking over their shoulder when there's no reason to. Yeah. But I think he's kind of had the opposite, where mm. he's always kind of been positive and optimistic. So. Mm. He doesn't see anything wrong with him saying what he has to say. It doesn't matter who you and are. You know, you, and once you don't feel like there's anything wrong, there's nothing else no one can tell you. There's the, nothing that no one, and then it, that in within yourself, when you're comfortable within yourself and you know, I can share that here. Even if he cussed me, I right, what? I share that here. What can you say now? Like he's good after that, you know? Like you say what he used to say and then he's cool. And people like that, you find that, yeah, like they, they don't really have any baggage. Does that make sense? Like okay. they don't, they don't really have any, like I don't, they don't dwell on things. Too yeah, they long. don't dwell on things. They let it happens it just, and it goes, and yeah. then they're cool, and then they can just crack on with their lives. Mm. Whereas you oh. have people who, especially the ones who tend to get upset very quickly at things, and you're going, mate, like it wasn't mm, even that. Mm, it's not that big a deal. Mm. Maybe it's not even you. You know, it's just things that have bottled up, and all of a sudden, like you just done the slightest you thing. Know what? I'm, I'm, I know I'm pretty much like that. If something's happened, I just let it go. Like my girl hates me for it. Cause she would dwell on it, but I'm like, all right, it's happened now. I can't fix that. Like, what's mm. the next? Where do we go from here? Mm. But you, you know gotta make sure it's the right type of letting go. Yeah, though, isn't it? that you're not just like suppressing it. No, 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 mm. not not like suppressing it. But let's just say, let's say, like, I, I don't know. For example, let's say I just hit the car, scratched the car, mm. it complains. Oh my! You know, I scratched the car now. It's done now, isn't it? What do you want me to do? Like now we have to move on to the next thing. I have mm. to get it fixed. How much mm. is it going to cost? I always find solutions mm. to the problem that I've created. I don't mm. focus on the problem. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? And maybe that helps as well. Mm. But I wanted to touch on a little bit on, on social media because mm. obviously social media is playing a massive part yep. in our mental health right now of today. Um, how do we control the, the, the our social media? I feel like for me personally, I feel like um, a lot of people should more, what's it, just... Social media should be a part of our life. It shouldn't be our life, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't go to social media for everything. I know a lot of people now are, are going to social media to get quotes or to find certain yeah. things yeah. that helps yeah. them in their life, yeah. which yeah. that doesn't help you in your life if you're living in a real world yeah. every day. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Um, how how do you do? You have a lot of people that come from social media. Have you had any point one that's had problems with social media come to you so far? Um, I think. Any of my clients? No, because some of my, then I guess it's the age range as well. Okay. So even I think about we're similar ages, so we kind of grew up on that, um, where I remember having to meet people. You remember the payphone, the twenty p payphone? Yeah. yeah. Or you just had to just hope the person turned up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't. It's so crazy, up, you know. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you think it, when you when you think about we were in that cup where. Remember AOL? Yeah. The, yeah. the, the yeah. dial-up tone. Dial-up. You get yeah, what no, I mean? So we were at that, like, we were kind of developing with social media. We've got the, the Generation Z that's like, they just grow up with all of these different stuff. So I feel like because of that, it kind of helps us. I don't see social media as part of my life. Like, mm. I, you know, I got into everything quite late as well. Whereas I think with a lot of younger people, which could just be like a few years younger than us, that, you know, look at the things that we did. Um, remember Happy Slapping? Yeah. That was just when the cameras were flipped, those flip cameras yeah. that weren't really clear. But and imagine now, yeah. anything you do gets caught up yeah. in camera. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that you do, like, is shared with all of the secondary yeah. schools and you're shamed. Yeah. And, so, before, and that was the start of it. Happy Slapping is the start of what's happening today exactly and it's mm. like worse now with like if imagine the things that i did oh my gosh if they were caught in camera that's just a life done yeah, and yeah, you yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. your life is done when just your school knows about yeah. it imagine if like all the, the different schools know yeah. about it yeah. everyone yeah. knows your name you're thinking but i only go to that school over yeah, there right. yep. so i Never feel like the like, world imagine you just take yeah. a flight <laughs> 
you're in America, man knows you in America. Like, ain't you that you from? Exactly. <laughs> it's mad. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like it because it consumes the everything that people are doing. Mm. It's not. Um, it's not actually not understandable to think. Okay, a young person is going to be looking at social media, looking at the woman, looking at the men liking the woman, looking at the different outfits, looking at the way people are living, and compare yourself because it's natural to compare. Before yeah. we compared that, we're looking at magazines. Yeah. Or, you know, you'd be like, oh, look at the new crepes that I've got, like an Air yeah, Force yeah, thing. Yeah. Now it's like you can be looking at hundreds of people you don't even talk to, mm. their crepes on yeah. on yes. thing. Yes. I'm envying them. Yes. But you don't know that their yeah. situation and yeah. context. So I think it's a bit of a madness. I feel like I, I we're fortunate that I don't see social media. It was not that deep to me, but people that find it deep, mm. I think it's because it does consume their life. Yeah. When they come into school, you see it. They, they, they're on their phones. We didn't have phones. Yeah. We had 3410 yeah. playing Snake. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And we used to do the, the composer, EastEnders yeah, composer yeah, exactly. on the... Oh, right. this is what I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. the ringtone Missy Elliott and that, you get me? Exactly. The Missy Elliott one was the easy one. But <laughs> for know? our generation, we're all right. We kind of just missed that. We we had a just. I think we just... We just if missed we're, it. If, we're, if you're over 26 and above, I feel like, you know, you're yeah. not as no, bad. I kind of feel like it's still... It's like still a there. Decision though, isn't it? It's you a, know what I mean? Like, no, but then if you're born into it, like in, we know what it's like to not have phones. We yeah. live the life where man man would have to ride to a man's house and, and look over his garden and see if his bike's there to know yeah. if he's in. No, but you or know what it is? We, we know now, yeah. Yeah, we know. But could you live without your phone now? Yeah. Uh, now I've 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 trained myself to certain days. That's why you lot don't hear me certain days. I'm not I don't have my phone at all. Like I don't even go on you know what I do when I go on social media now? Score my own stuff. I don't look at nobody's things, fam. I look at whose story, my story, whoever looks at my story, then I'll look at their story, whatever. That's it. I just focus on my own things. I don't, I'll go on Twitter, I'll mm. see the two, the two top tweets. I'll go on the trending, oh, what's happened today? That's it. I don't, mm. I ain't got time to be focusing. No one pictures, no one's tweets. No, I don't mm. want none of your opinions mm. in my thoughts I, for the day. I think social media is a massive test of character, though. But massive. Because. That's a good point. So yeah, it's it, really interesting. It, 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 yeah. yeah, because for me, I'm not on any social platform. I'm only on um, LinkedIn. That's it. And even that's turning like Facebook now. So I'm have to jump off. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is he, you're not on any so but the thing is a lot nothing. of my friends are that's the same. A lot of my friends were not nothing. actually on a lot of no, social media. I mean all. you're on it because of really business, but Yeah, yeah, this the, this is the thing. Yeah. But even business I try to avoid going on there completely. Because for me, it's not real. It's not. Do you know what I mean? And it's very it easy. Like for me to say, Oh, I'm gonna go on there and not be influenced by it is very naive of me. That's true as well. Do you know you what I mean? That, you're just you're gonna be influenced. You're gonna be influenced. And that's why I just, just decided to just stay away from social media and like back in the day like you said 100 percent, you're right you know we were comparing ourselves with people in magazines but at the same time we knew that these people were models exactly whereas were now far removed is any tom dick and harry <laughs> the influencer so <laughs> exactly. like everyone can make and everyone feels like they can make it like if he could do it, i can do it exactly and that's not a bad thing in a sense because you should inspire to be if exactly. you want to inspire to something but mm. you have to understand that social media is just a platform where people are putting their best lives on Yes, mm. they're not putting this their whole it. life on. They're this putting the thing. best life on, and then if it's a snap thing, yeah. but they only if you think about it, if you see like I don't know, ten snaps or twenty snaps, mm. bro, that's like two minutes, three minutes, yeah. or for somebody's day because yeah. it's ten seconds per snap throughout a whole day. So mm. you've seen two minutes of somebody's life, and now you think this is it. This, this is, is it. it. Do you it's get crazy, what I'm saying? Man. It's but crazy. I think what yeah. it demonstrates is that a lot of people are trying to escape their lives. Very true. And that's mm. the thing about social media. Very true. Because 
you know, I don't know who's faking it or not because I'm not that invested to know who's faking exactly. it. Exactly. I, I take you your word. If you got a Lamborghini, you got a Lamborghini. Yeah, that's you know, it. When I get told you're not got that person that ain't got a Lamborghini, I'm like, but they, they said they got a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, that's all right. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Why would you Why would you take a picture with a car that's not yours? I don't get it. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people, um, I'm gullible. So if someone yeah, said yeah, this, yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay, no, it's not true. Oh, okay then, cool. Like, I, I can't think. People have to think that person's faking it. That like, oh yeah, you see, that's got the tag on it. Who's actually? Yeah, yeah. That right, listen. People are reading it. Oh no, 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 no. I, I saw that plate how. somewhere else. Oh my god. But it's I mad. think it's escape. People are trying to escape their lives, yeah. trying to escape their own reality. Yeah, yeah. I think reality is is that life can be quite hard. Yeah, no, and life think, is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not. We're not. Hard, we're not going to act like it's not. It's hard. Life is it? hard, and I think that's the thing. Social media gives people an escape. Mm. So when you see people on social media. It's nice to be like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, they've got a nice, perfect relationship. I wish I, like, mm. I had that. And then the reality is, it's a very difficult relationship as an influencer. Let's say public figure, whether you're a celebrity or mm. an influencer. You, you're part of your job is selling the dream. Yeah, That's part of your you've job. Be so you tell yeah. people, no, this is only a couple of minutes of my life, yeah. but you're getting money yeah. off that. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of yeah. still have to yeah. show, that. show that. So it's a very interesting relationship. It's like with celebrities and fans. They can't really tell their fans not to do certain yeah. things because yeah. the fans are giving them money. That's but it. Their fans can be wild. Yeah. That's and their true. fan does a lot of mad stuff. But you need that relationship need because technically speaking, the fans made you rich. That's, that's, the, the that's the other issue with social media as well. I mean, I'm not saying social media is bad, it's good. No, there's good and bad. Yeah. Like, there's a but balance to the The issue, media. the problem is for every good post, there's 10 bad ones in it. What's yeah. a bad post? I don't know. Like things like, I don't know, probably a lot of inappropriate stuff. Um, oh, okay. And especially when you've got youngsters on um, social media and they're seeing, you know, these girls on there with next to nothing and they're kind of looking at it like, mm. this is the new norm. This mm. is, like, I mean, you've got girls going clubbing with just underwear on and it's normal now. Normal. But they, no, well, it was it always, weren't normal before. It's always normal if you go into a yardie dance now. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> you go to a yardie but you dance, get what I'm saying? Now, now people are actually comfortable hey, with it. I hate you. I hate you. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's, before it wasn't like that. Like, mm. And you've got kids kind of watching this stuff thinking it's normal like so where was the choice in that because there's also a, a thing about mm, choice mm, that you choose to you choose to follow people All right. yeah. Yeah. so again influence isn't it so for example if if um how do i put it all my friends are following this particular person mm. at the moment at that point in time as a youngster i'm not looking at it like good and bad yeah i'm just doing what's trending in it yeah before you realized it, you're in it. You're sucked in. You're in. Yeah. And yeah. you can't see the good and bad. You're just enjoying yourself. Yeah. That's all it is. And I think people kind of fall into this stuff without realizing. And it's not their fault. It's just how the world works. Like you're subconsciously influenced and people don't realize that. I think mm. that's what it is. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Yeah. All right. So with, with, we're going to wrap up in, in a hot minute. Just with your company what you're doing mm. with this stuff like where where can they find you how how are you reaching out to people or getting the people helping them and like what what are you doing to tackle the problem that we're having at the moment with mental health so with the company that you got i guess my aim so i think one of the key aims of frontline therapists is really to make psychological therapy affordable and accessible to people mm. yeah because like you mentioned it can be expensive and I just think people don't know. So one of the reasons why I even hollered at you to come on this podcast is that a lot of people in your audience might not go to their GP. 
Mm. So then through their GP, they're not going to find out find out about my services. Yeah. yeah. So I need to reach people that would be sitting here watching and listening, being like, "Yo, I've been thinking about you know talking to somebody. I just never knew where yeah. to go." Because yeah. reality is, some people just don't know where to go. You just when you think about when you talk to somebody, you'd be like, "Where do you go? Mm. Do you just write speak to someone on Google?" Well, you yeah. could do that, but people just don't think like that. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the aim. The aim is really to help people um, really understand not only their mental health. Um, um, illness uh, optimize their mental health yeah, their yeah, mental well-being yeah, yeah. and also just to kind of change the narrative um, and understand the different um, the holistic health so your spirit soul and body so like um, you know psychologically environmentally spiritually biologically you know what is going on you know with our with ourselves and how how do you live this life in the most optimum way possible yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know and how do you access help when you need it yeah um, and i think that's what's important and particularly for people like us you just see a lot of madness on you know with jay Haas, all of these different things and like you're just you're, you're seeing tweets and then you see people laughing about it or people questioning but it's like this person's probably crying out for help but yeah. someone's saying yeah. strange things yeah. exactly. out of the norm where is the person to say yeah yo what is going on mm. with you mm. you know um, and we forget that people that we have money also have issues. Yeah. So it becomes like far-fetched. And like, why is that person saying that? Well, that person probably is crying out for help, you know? Um, Cause that's, so yeah, that's a good point. That point, Nick, I went to a seminar, a Jordan mm. Belfort seminar, um, the war... Um, the Wolf of Wall, Wall of Wolf, Wolf, Wolf yeah, him. Wolf and stuff. Mm. <laughs> no, was a, so I went to his <laughs> seminar and he was talking about money and people having money. Yeah. And he was saying, basically, Money doesn't change you; it just makes you bigger than what you are. So if you're, if you're, sorry to put this like, if you're a cunt, money just makes you a bigger cunt. Mm. If you're generous with money, it just mm. makes you big. It mm. just in mm. expands what you are. Mm. So mm. when you're mm. saying that, if they've got problems when they had no money, mm. when they get the money, it doesn't mean that the, the problem. Yeah, exposes it's the like problem. African ape. Like I, don't, I just seen him in a few things, and I'm concerned. Mm. People are laughing mm. at that. But the way he's behaving to me is not quite, it's not normal. Yeah. I have clients African that actually... Uh, uh, what, African child? African child? Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, African child. African child. Yeah. No, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'm you know what, I, I, I didn't it's mean true. No, yeah, you're right. African child. It's true. Yeah. That behavior, I have clients like yeah, that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's, you know? he's, he's, he suffered because he was, he was in jail for, what, 10, 12 years or something oh, for a very for long, long time. time. So so for me, as a person, as a professional, mm. I can see that there's something going on. Right, right. Um, but there's people that are concerned, people, but because of his behavior, it's off-putting. People yeah. then go, oh, he's acting this. Yeah. And that is true. He's acting in a way that's off-putting, but there's to me, there's something going it's on. That there's something to, going on. To, but in the culture, we laugh at it or we're kind of hesitant because we know yeah. something's there, but he's acting in a way that you just want to cuss him. It's easier to cuss yeah. and go, actually, yo, your behavior is annoying but actually there's something going on yeah um so i want to reach people like that because people like that might not go to their gp True. and that's just the reality you know mm. um so where people can find me of course social media so frontline therapist mm. um on social media and on my website www.frontlinetherapist so it's frontline therapist um, ending with a t.com and there you can um, have access to a counseling assessment and then be matched with a counselor and have um, short-term or long-term therapy at between 20 and 40 pounds per session oh, that's good um, wow. so it's at an affordable price and of course I want it to expand and do trainings and workshops and um, impact policy and yeah. do research because yeah. I think there needs to be more research into mental health yeah. um, as well so there's like, different areas I want to expand but just on the basic level level it's really about 
making sure that people have access, not before things get really bad. Yeah. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you start to think, you know what, I've got to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Yeah, straight away. Don't overthink it. Yeah. Don't overthink, eh, yeah, yeah. And there's a thing, my friend was saying it, like, oh, I want to talk to somebody, but I always put it off. Yeah. Like insurance, yeah. someone coming to you with insurance, yeah. yeah. Someone called me the other day, life insurance, I said, call me in January. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was like, just call me in January. But really, truly, you I should need talk to, to him. grab yeah. that straight away in life know? insurance. That's another thing I encourage people to, like, life insurance is important. Or even just like normal private care is insurance. Oh, is, yeah. You, is private important care as well. sometimes might be the way. Best start making some money. Because waiting for, like, I can see my GP quite quickly, but not everyone can. No. Yeah. People are waiting weeks to see your GP. Imagine you've got, like, a thing yeah. and you've got to wait weeks to Ex- see your GP. Do you get what I'm saying? Yo. So, private care is very, definitely good. And life insurance, obviously, yeah. you need to think about your defu- if you've got kids and stuff like that or anything, you've got to think of the future. You've got to think about the future. Now spending money on trainers, man. Yeah, they get the money, money on trainers. As people, that, we need to be investing in generational wealth. We've got yes. to be investing in our minds. We have to be investing in our healthcare. Yeah. And we really have to, you know, the baton that, w- I don't feel like the baton was given from, particularly from the men to the men. Mm. So we need to be different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need um, to. Women and men for our next generation because we're seeing the madness. This young boy that got stabbed on Friday, you know. And I, yes. said, I spoke to one of my good friends that went to prison. I said to him, you know, um, you know, t- when you spoke to the murderers, like he said, no, they they did that. They had issues. They, they mm. were mental. He said, I'm not trained, but he can just tell. You can tell something. It's not wrong. normal because something happened. Like, the way they bragged about the like killing another person's life. He said, yeah, there's a way of you may fight somebody, but when you're not stabbing people, so mm. a lot of these young men. They, they're crying out for help. They're yeah. scared because it's not normal to stab somebody and take someone's life. But what you hear is that a lot of us just laugh about, oh, you know, man them on roads. That's mm. not normal behavior. We've got to be telling yeah, them yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. normal to behavior actually, and I, I, talk to them. I agree with that. To take somebody's life is a sign of fear. 100%. Because if you're confident in yourself, right? And like, why, why would you need to do that? If you're confident and you're strong in who you are, why would you need to do that? And then brag about it. There's I, a way you, you, yeah. something happens, you take someone's life and you're remorseful, but the way people go on, it, it hurts my soul. A 15-year-old boy's life is just gone, gone like Cut that. In, in uniform as well. Like, come and on, I think man, he was just it? trying to protect a friend. And apparently, yeah, we'll go up and right now. So apparently yeah, his, mom, his mom phoned him and asked him to, like, said, I'm going to come pick you up, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'll just get the train, like, boom. Them so ones. imagine how the mum must feel There's now. There's a family like, being impacted. Them ones. The mum probably is thinking, impacted. like, bro, I could, like, I, I was going to go and get him. I could have just went and get Why didn't I go and get him? Like, you don't know what mm. this parent now is going through. The pro- Her own mental health, and then the family's mm. mental health, and, pe- and yeah. then his friend's mental Everybody health. Everybody that connected. impacted. Yeah. It reverberates. So just for the audience, look, if you're going through anything, if you're feeling, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I want to talk to somebody, um, or you know someone, you've got a loved one, you know, reach out to myself, frontline yeah. therapist. I, I, I message everyone on my DMs as well. I'm, I'm really accessible. And check out my website. And there's lots of resources on there, lots of information about the different mental health disorders. So you can just become, understand, like, the whole world of mental health. Yeah. Um, and just, just teach yourself, educate yourself, and don't be afraid, don't be fearful, don't let pride stop you. It's not worth it. Don't get to 30 and 40 and have this, like, big baggage and then you're like you're literally weighed down by things yeah. that you could have sorted out, you know, when you're younger and just talk to somebody. Mm. Even university, there's you know, you know, um, your university normally has counselling. Go to your GP, ask to go to IAPT, and of course, frontline therapist as well will hook you up. Yeah, come on. And listen, the last question for yeah, you before. Um, in terms of um, maintaining a healthy balance, right? Mm-hmm. Is there? Do you have any tips on how to? And the reason why I asked that question, I saw a, um, a documentary. I think it was a. On an MP, one of these um, UK MPs mm. suffers from mental health, mm. and 
I think he went to Canada and he was talking to this um, practitioner and she basically described it as, you know, your mental capacity is like a jar. I'm not, I'm not sure if oh, you've yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, you've yeah. seen that, yeah? It's like a jar and it only holds so much. But yeah. the more experiences that you have, you can expand the jar, but yes. you, you can't expand, you know, what do you call it? Um, the capacity of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but you, you get the point. So yeah, what? how can we maintain a healthy balance when it comes to... That's a really good question. I think first and foremost, learn to know yourself. What are what you know? What are your trigger points? Mm. And you know, just really think about the people that you have around you, the things that you consume. So that includes social media, what um you know what you watch, and make sure that you are you know you sleep well, you eat right, you exercise spiritually. You're you know you're you're trying to get in, in contact with God. Just every aspect of your being, look for the optimum. That's what I would say. Every aspect okay. of your being, you know, you food is really important for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not the biggest organic person, but I ate some chicken and chips the other day. And I didn't feel that good, you know. And I knew better when I <laughs> ate it, and I thought, I was like, this, yeah, this, this thing is true. You know, you've got to eat right. Yeah. Eating right is so important, and also what you consume. Yeah, talking about social media, what you consume, yep. and build your self esteem. Know, really like um, empower yourself. Yeah. You know, that self affirmation is important because people will tell you you're nothing. Your teachers may have not believed in you. Your family may not have believed in you, but you have to become to believe mm. in. Yourself. Yeah, you if not, yourself. you just can't go through life. You just feel, he said, you will be a walking man. Yeah, yeah. You won't achieve anything. You won't go to that job interview because you don't believe that you're, yeah. you deserve it. So mm. self worth is so important. Yeah, yeah. So I would say it starts internally. Mm. Know your self worth. Mm-hmm. Really look at your intrinsic value. Am I valuable? And once you work out your value, then and it's not about things. It's not about material things. It's about you know your self value. Yeah. Then I think that you can then be, begin to build yourself and then be able to balance other areas of your life. Yeah, amazing, Perfect. amazing. So what I was saying last note. Thank you very much for coming Thank through. You. Thank you what much. I will say as well. I don't think this should be the last time you come through. Like oh. we need to, every maybe few months, just come and oh, just come chill with I'll us and through, talk. Man. And it's fun. Talking is <laughs> yeah. fun. You know, it's not that bad. You know, it's, it's not, not that, that bad. bad. <laughs> no, but we definitely need to get this message out. And men, we're on a rise, so we need to keep talking to the people. So you can cut your this platform's here for well, you thank at you any so time. For, for you know, responding to DMs. DMs work. You know, holler. Yeah, people, yeah DMs, DMs work. <laughs> Trust me. So yeah, make sure you holler and check out the website. Frontlight yes. therapist, all of that. Go hit her up on the social media and uh, and all of that. So yeah, anyone, don't be scared yes. or like fearful of of helping yourself. Basically, definitely. <laughs> like it's for yourself, isn't it? No one else in this world can help you but yourself. So we're gonna get into bang of the week now, though. So yeah, um, YouTube for the audio people are still here. Um, yeah, boom. Well, let me play the first one then. I don't think I have a tune, you know. No, alright, so my one my one this week is Wretch Free Two featuring gigs ten out of ten. I don't wanna resent what I see in my lens. Swervy, 2020. Keep it 
100, 100, that's 10 out of 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 10 10 up on the scales, you should call me 36 Made money from the gate, like my nigga Bernadette Had to tell Bernadette, stop trying to burn a bridge I'm just trying to miss the burns You're just trying to burn a spliff Let it burn, let it burn Burn a boy, burn a bitch All my niggas unemployed, but don't have to work the risk All your niggas know my worth, but it isn't worth the risk You don't wanna wait your turn, but there's no alternative my nigga, my liver, my liquor, the trigger to pick up a bitch and go digging for riches, I'm going for gold. Because it's certainly, all of my brothers are fathers, are mothers with fathers with dozens of partners that struggle to find us some gold. Still we gon' spend like it never depends, so I hop in the bends, I don't want to resent what I see in my lens. Swervy, 2020. Keep it 100, that's 10 out of 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 10. I live in a struggle, I don't live in a bubble. Put my daughter to bed, give her a cuddle. The government having us up and they're giving us trouble. the governor talking about bangers are giving us Yeah, man. Obviously, you lot go and check that one out. That one's Wretch featuring Gigs. Obviously, you can't hear that Gigs verse yet. You know, if you go and check that out, but that one's a hard one. That's a, that's a good collab, North and South collaboration. Yeah, nah. You get me? So you've got the next one. You see? It's the 4G, it's the 4G on there. Oh, it's just, it's just left. <laughs> oh, I've got. Alright, go on. What's yours? Like that. I was, I was, I was just play everyone's then. Yeah, just play it. <laughs> Easy. Man. I don't know. Big tune, man. ain't like that, yeah? Yeah. It's a lot of lessons in that song, man. Old but. Is it working? Okay. The not going to come through. There you go. There is, you know. I forgot to give it to you still. How you spending money on your kids? This one, yeah. Or you ain't spending money on your kids? Oh, you got a chain, and you got a range, but your baby mother's at the bus stop, trying to push a buggy in the rain. My nigga fix up, stopping at your blowing wax up in Bista, but it's all season, my nigga, what's the reason? All for a couple likes in your Insta, my nigga, at least, don't blow your money on your lease. You think your window's black, but in three years when you gotta get back, uh, you ain't got a stunt for them niggas and the bitches in the end, if your money ain't like that. You ain't got a stunt for them niggas and the bitches on the gram If your money ain't like that If your money ain't like that Then your money ain't like that If your money ain't like that Then your money ain't like that You ain't got a stunt for them niggas and the bitches on the ends If your money ain't like that And you ain't got a stunt for them niggas and the bitches on the gram If your money ain't like that If your money ain't like that Then your money ain't like that If your money ain't like that And that one there is cadet ain't like that r.i.p cadet you know trust me but, um right, so what was your one again wiley innit yeah what do you call it what do you call it that was my introduction to garage what do you call it urban <laughs> that's real old school yeah, that. <laughs> yeah that he shot that one outside strike for rex innit that video all right yeah Serious, oh yeah. I'm over, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, why is it not playing free here, fam? A lie? Oh, roll deep, yeah. Do roll deep. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I went to see Scratchy and Bruiser and Dawson. Wiley goes in on that one yes. there, you know, trust me. But um, yeah, shout out everybody for locking in this week. Thank you, Esther, for coming through. We really appreciate you talking on that, obviously. And I'm not thanking you for coming. You have to be here, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? Uh, but I think the full team will be back next week. Ix is back from holiday this week, isn't it? Um, Rome should be back next week. So you'll get the full team next week. Um, yeah, man, stay locked and boom, bam, bam. You get me? Oh, yeah, hashtag DMD podcast. Oh, yeah, we didn't even give out another links. DMDlive.co.uk if you want to send in any bangers, any dilemmas, topics, all of that. We do have dilemmas and that, so we will do it next week. I didn't want to do it this week because dilemmas are a bit, yeah, so I, d- I didn't want it to mess up a good conversation. But, um, yeah, so make sure you lock in and we're out for another week. Smile in my face when you see me and when I'm not there, man, I hate it. Us man are doing this thing and you still don't want to show ratings. Bad up the people you know you can bad up and think you're a bad man. And if we chat shit here, some man over there with them.